The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Going to do a quick riff for the five minutes that I have on the topic of mind. And if you've been listening to me long enough, or many other spiritual teachers like Eckhart Tolle or any Buddhists or <laughs> like most spiritual teachings, you might have gotten the memo that you are not your mind. However, when we are in human form, that thought-based way of experiencing the world is kind of like our interface between ourselves in the deepest sense and socially constructed reality. And the guides say, by the way, because they want me to back up and say this differently, they say, Oftentimes when we are in this human form and this human reality, the mind becomes our human sense of self. And we begin to identify with the contents of our minds and think that is who we are. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the mind, how it gets formed, where it comes from, how it works. I mean, just a little because these are 20-minute episodes and, you know, yours truly has a PhD in psychology. So I could talk about the mind for pretty much Ever. But we're going to talk a little bit about that. But we're also going to be talking about how to work with the energy of the mind without identifying with it. And you see, that's the key because you have a mind while you are here in physical form, and it is a socially constructed thing that you have learned over the course of your experience in this human body. And as such, it's a gift because it gives you all of the material that you need to experience and navigate your human life, except that if you only tune into the mind and if you get lost in the mind, then you are truly lost to the truth of who and what you really are. And that is a spirit having a human experience. So today we're going to talk about how to experience the mind from this broader awareness, how to work with the energy of mind, and also how not to get lost in it. So here we go. So sometimes when people 
are having a mental health type crisis, we use the term, I have lost my mind or they have lost their mind. And I find this really funny because the same thing happens, right, when someone has had a true spiritual awakening. And I think, you know, in the highest sense, folks like Buddha or Eckhart Tolle or I think Byron Katie are examples of human beings right now that have had a full-on spiritual awakening where they lost their false sense of self. But if you listen to either of these teachers or read their books, it's quite clear that for the most part, they're pretty much like together and able to communicate and function. Eckhart Tolle actually says that when he uh, first awakened, his functioning level was kind of low in terms of like doing and, you know, he was he was really doing the bare minimum because he was so content, you know, sleeping on a park bench was a miracle for him. And he was just happy in every moment. And he said it took some time to get back into the doing aspect of life. But nonetheless, someone might have looked at him and thought, oh my God, this man has lost his mind. But he was pretty content. And so the first thing that I want to say is there's different ways in which you can quote unquote lose your mind. One is where you start to disidentify with that constant chatter in your mind and you start to recognize, oh, I am the awareness of the contents of my mind, but I am not those thoughts themselves. And see, when we start to do this, this is where we start to bring more of our own spiritual selves and awareness into this human container, this human experience. And this is where we start to lose our mind in the sense of awakening, right? There are some people that don't have an integrated sense of self to begin with. They are not grounded in reality. They are not able to use their mind as a tool because their mind is not well integrated. And that is more when we talk about losing your mind in terms of mental illness. So a mind is actually a beautiful thing to have. And while you're in human form, I would actually not recommend that you you get rid of it unless, you know, we have those soul plans. And sometimes I'm going to say atypicalities because I don't really like the term illness are part of our life's journey. And there's nothing wrong with that. And if you are someone who has had experience with that, fear not. It's all good. But That's not what I'm talking about so much today. What I'm talking about is learning how to work with the energy of your mind, not get lost in the energy of your mind, but you still get to have one and it's a helpful thing to have. You know, Eckhart Tolle also says, and my brain is going here, he talks about how, you know, madness is really when people are lost in their mind. And I see this again and again, because right now, I don't know if you've noticed, but the outer world, um, especially here in the U.S., I can't speak to other parts of the world, but here in the West in particular, things are a little bit wonky. They're a little bit crazy. And it seems to me the choices that people are making and the arguments that people are having and the way people are going about their daily lives, it feels to me like people are a little bit nuts. And, you know, so the mind is really no guarantee of rational <laughs> rational behavior, even though we think it is. And in fact, of course, what we define as rational is based on what, you know, seems to be trending in the collective mind at the moment anyway. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about the mind and what it is and how to work with it, keeping in mind that keeping in mind that getting lost in the mind or losing one's mind are both signs of dysfunction. 
So I'd like to talk for a couple of minutes about what the mind is. And from my understanding, the mind is a socially conditioned structure that you develop over time as you age, as you grow, and you develop your false sense of self. That is your persona, right? The idea of who I am based on my experiences interacting with the world and also your idea of how the world works in general. So the mind, as I understand it, is a socially constructed entity. It is developed through that interaction that we have with the social world. What we're taught, what we learn is good and bad. The belief systems of the era and family systems and community and all of, and religion and all of that good stuff that we are reared in, as well as our own way of interacting with that, what feels good, what feels bad, and all of this becomes our conditioned sense of self. For most of us, we mostly, by the time we are, you know, a few years of age and definitely by adulthood, for many people, they become completely unconscious in this conditioned mind, meaning that you have an experience, it triggers another experience or a pattern of beliefs or a pattern of reactivity that you have learned again and again because that is just how you have been programmed or conditioned and you pretty much live your life from that spot. And, you know, whatever awareness you have, your awareness is sort of of that process of which you feel that you have no control. The mind is in this respect, right? That unconscious mind is something that sort of plays out on its own. And the less aware we are of these patterns and programs and the more we just take them as who we are and how things should be, the more we go through life sort of with blinders on and we are experiencing our life for sure. But we're not experiencing our life with any greater awareness or empowerment, and it's not a very soul-based existence. Now, I want to say, and and words are tricky, and um, I'm going to do a whole episode on how to listen to these teachings without getting too hung up on the words. Ah, but you know, in the deepest sense, everything is a soul-based experience, right? Because you are a soul. And so what I really mean is that the more we align with this idea that we're a soul and the more that we can bring in that expanded soul-based awareness into our human container, right, the easier life gets and the, the more we walk forward on that path to our own spiritual awakening. So when we are completely unconscious in mind, those patterns that we have learned, and the brain is an amazing pattern matcher, right? It looks out in the world, it says, what does this remind me of? And then, you know, it immediately says, okay, now I know it's that. This conceptual mind and this great pattern matcher for most of us, it just completely creates our reality and we don't know that there's anything more. Now, those of you who are listening to this podcast, right, you must have an inkling that there is more to life than just the contents of your thoughts. And so it is from that little window into that greater awareness that you can learn to more effectively work with the energy of your mind. And it is from that expanded awareness too that you can start to use your human conceptual mind as a tool for interacting in the human world, communicating with other human beings and all of that stuff without getting hung up in this idea that the conceptual mind is all there is or the way to really truly and deeply experience or understand anything. 
So when we talk about spiritual teachings, right, a lot of times we get hung up on the level of mind and the level of words and we want to figure it all out and we want to compare and contrast and we want to like pin it down to that moment when we got it. Well, friends, you got it already in your soul. Your soul knows all. And really a lot of what spiritual awakening is, is actually zooming back letting the thoughts, the words, the concepts get a little fuzzy because the truth often lies in the presence, in the space between thoughts and not in the thoughts themselves. So I actually love having a mind. And I am somebody who spent a lot of time developing my intellectual capacity. And by the way, mind and intellect are not necessarily the same thing, right? And that, you know, it's all just conditioned stuff. But again, in our human realm, we do have the idea that certain kinds of thinking, certain kinds of reasoning are more valuable, more important, more honorable. And so people that have that natural tendency might be celebrated, but it's mind you know, at pretty much all levels of intellectual capacity. But it is also true that sometimes the people that excel most in the range of intellect are the ones that most experience the limits of mind. But I have learned over time to really appreciate the contents of my mind and really I'm so very grateful for the way that she works and her intellectual prowess, so to speak, because I've also learned over time more and more how not to get lost in her. And I'm learning more and more to use my mind and the contents of my mind like a toolbox where if I know something, if I've learned something, if I've, you know, been taught something, rather than just knee-jerk reacting through it or trying to use that as the way to navigate life, I use my mind as a tool of my greater knowing, of my intuition. And I start to explore the landscape of my human psyche. And psyche is a tricky word because psyche actually originally comes from soul. But I'm going to use it in the more human sense, the way that we understand it now, right? You are conditioned mind. And all of the experiences that you've had and the stories that you tell and the narrative that has framed your life up until now. I'm going to use that kind of definition just for the moment. But what I was saying before is that more and more I'm learning to use my intuition right, to start a poke at the mind, to explore the mind, to mine the mind for all of its riches without forgetting that the real doer, the real gold, the real self lies beyond my conditioned conscious mind. And, you know, consciousness is another tricky word that gets thrown around to mean lots of different things. It can be, you know, I'm awake versus I'm asleep. And it can also be I'm the awareness of the thoughts. And when we talk about meditation, mindfulness, Buddhists, that kind of jam, right? We talk about you as awareness are the space between thoughts and the energy entity being that is aware of the contents of your mind. You are not the contents themselves, you are the awareness. And that's why a lot of people meditate to find that knowing, that awareness that you are more than your thoughts. But you can find that in many different ways, my friend. And so my personal favorite way to work with my mind is to really use it as a tool rather than the master. So one of the important things to recognize about the human mind 
first and foremost, as I've been saying before, it's socially conditioned. It's something you learned. And also, it's not really just yours. As you step into human form, you step into quote unquote human reality and the mesh or the mesh is a really good word or the the energy of that collective mind, that collective human experience, and you will connect with that collective. I often see it as just like a big ball of connectivity, right? Where you connect to the condition, the global conditioned mind of your times is what is activated for you right now and what you are most closely experiencing. This can be different for everyone and it can change at any time. And wherever you find yourself in that mind conglomerate is what you would identify at any moment as the contents of your mind. Does that make sense? Right. Some intuitive readers or highly intuitive people are able to travel through that connective mind, right? To read other people's thoughts, to read other people's pains, to sometimes get lost in the craziness and insanity of the human condition. Right? A lot of writers do that too, and philosophers. Even talking about it, it's making me a little uncomfortable, so I'm pulling my energy back. At the end of the day, friends, everything is energy, including your mind. And so right when we go into that sixth sensory awareness, sometimes we can find ourselves in really marvelous places, and sometimes we can travel to zones that are not super helpful to us. But everyone is connected to this group mind, and everyone is interacting with it all the time, whether you identify as a sixth sensory intuitive individual or not, because it's just the way things work. And so it's important that you recognize that to some extent, your mind is not just your own. And that, again, you are the awareness of what is becoming activated for you right now. You are the awareness that can navigate and use the tool of the mind but you are not the contents of your thoughts themselves. And when something becomes activated in your space, it is not in any way, shape, or form a value judgment of who or what you are. It's simply what is coming into your line of experience right now. So working with the energy of mind means that we recognize I am the awareness or the observer and not the thoughts themselves, and that the contents of my thoughts are given to me based on what's activated in my space right now in this global human awareness. This also gives you a tremendous power, my friend, because as you learn to disengage from those thoughts, as you learn to bring more awareness to your human experience, and again, that's what awakening is all about, you will also be able to support others and influence this collective mind of which we are all a part and hopefully, right, lighten her energy just a little bit. So I want to end this episode on maybe a little bit more of a concrete kind of approach because I know this was some heady stuff and I really invite you to because the mind is going to want to figure all of this out and some of your heads might be spinning. So again, if you choose to listen to this episode, you might want to do it a couple times and you might want to do it with that soft mind that I always talk about where you just let the mind bring stuff in and you just become the awareness, but you don't let the mind try to sort everything out and make a story about it, right? Sometimes the greatest knowing is in not really needing to know at all. And the deepest knowing that we experience 
is that intuitive apprehension of the truth that you feel in your bones and not the kind of knowing that we uh, knew in school where there was a right or wrong answer and it was mostly what the teacher thought and if you didn't get it right, you were marked wrong. Zane, that stirs me up a bit. <laughs> so there's no getting this wrong, just take it in. So some practices that can help you work with the mind and there are so many and this will not be the last time we have this discussion, but some ways to sort of start to bring down some of the teachings that came through today to a more concrete level. The first is most definitely through meditation. And remember, friends, meditation is not necessarily about stilling the mind. It's about becoming the awareness behind the thoughts. And so when we meditate, we start to disengage from that habitual chat, chat, chat in the mind. We start to slow down. We start to identify with the background, right? You are the one who observes your thoughts. You are not the thoughts themselves. And so meditation can be a really great way to develop that spacious consciousness around your thinking mind. Another way to work with your mind is to get a little familiar with it. Not because you're telling yourself a story about it, but just so you start to know the things that activate you, you know, the places where you go unconscious and the stories that play out again and again and again and again and again that might be causing you pain. This is what a good therapist does. This is what I do when I do intuitive counseling with people, right? I help them to identify where they're getting stuck, where their mind is glitching and where they're going unconscious so that they can have more space around it, so that they can release the pain around it so that they can move forward. Again, it's not about telling yourself a story about I'm the person that had this trauma as a child and blah, 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 blah. I mean, that story can be helpful for a while, but that's not what I'm talking about today, right? Because the mind wants to tell you stories about stuff all the time and the spirit, right, is trying to come in and help you disengage from that story. And so what I'm talking about now, right, is becoming aware of the stories you're telling yourself, being kind to yourself around them, but also creating space around those stories so they no longer define your experience or who you think you are. The last thing the guides say that you can do in working with the energy of mind is make sure that you are taking time throughout your life to do things where the mind goes quiet. Again, this can be meditation. This can be spending time in nature. This can be going for a run. This can be listening to podcasts where your mind just naturally kind of zones out and you just feel the vibe. It can be listening to uh, uplifting music. It can be taking a shower or a bath. Anything that helps that mind go soft and brings out that dimension of presence that exists deeply within you counts. Because also, as we start to build and develop and tap into that dimension of mindlessness that exists within all of us, and as we learn to live our lives more and more from that, our relationship to the human mind, will naturally take care of itself. So that's all that comes through today. I really invite you on this one to take this information in again with a soft mind. Let it settle. Let it, you know, bring in what resonates and, you know, move forward maybe for the rest of today, allowing that mind to go soft and to experience your own inner magnificence. So thanks again. 
and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. We talk to the animals and we know you can too. On the Animal Communication Podcast hosted by the three of us, myself, Julie Heert, Aaron Debbie Smith, and Meredith Tolleson. We will show you how to deepen your relationship with your beloved animal companions, whether they're alive or in spirit. As soul-level animal communicators, we explain the process and explore topics such as health, behavior, and play, all from the animal's perspective. So subscribe and follow us on Apple, Spotify, and listen as part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.